0: up for the clockmaker (sighs) look at him his eyes paled over staring into the void of death in front of him a void i can't see his neck twisted in ways that shouldn't be imaginable blood trailing down from his hands to boots then drip drip dripping to the floor beneath him it's poetic that a man like him dies after what he has done To the people of this neighborhood. And now I've got all my suspects in one room. Somebody in this room did the murder. And I know exactly who it was.
1: Why would you even accuse me? I understand the billets, but I'm his daughter.
0: Miss Telemachus, it is really quite simple. Everyone in this neighborhood wanted the clockmaker dead. Even you. Why wouldn't the girl who was closest to him kill him?
1: Why would I? He was my father.
0: Don't be coy with me. We know what happened to your mother. And with his personality. You can't have had a good childhood.
1: Well, no. I didn't have a good childhood. But is that a reason to kill a man? It could be. I didn't kill him because of a bad childhood. Yeah, sure. He didn't care for me after Mom died. He definitely just left me alone when I needed the most care attention but i didn't know that i spent a lot of nights crying in my bed looking out the window at the rain just wishing Mum was back and i started to resent him for it but i learned my lesson you can't rely on other people to be there for you you have to save yourself especially since he would never be there not for me not for Mum, not for anyone she was dead the second she got sick that's when he changed and i didn't pay him for it because that's when i changed too
0: sad story but where were you on the night of the murder
1: i was here upstairs
0: and isn't it suspicious that the body is hanging from the second floor balcony just above the first floor cash register perhaps the clockmaker came up the stairs to a vengeful daughter who disposed of his hands as he bled out, she tied an already prepared noose around his neck and dropped him over the balcony.
1: I can't lift him over the balcony! Do you see my brain? I am too small. No, it can't have been me. I hated him, yes, but I couldn't have killed him. He was the only family I had left.
0: So why didn't you rush out to protect him when you heard him scream?
1: I never heard
2: him scream.
0: But yet, you made the call. And your call said that you heard screaming.
2: Um, detective, that screaming didn't come from the clockmaker.
0: For the recording, state your name.
2: I'm, uh, Jane Ann Billard, wife of Terence Billard.
0: And why did you scream?
2: Does he have to be here?
0: Go ahead, you lion. Please, sir, either behave or leave the room. <laughs>
2: I was just stopping by to check on him.
0: That's a lie. You were there to sleep with him like you do every Saturday evening. And I was just about to catch you.
2: Terence Billard, that's a lie and you know it.
0: Mr. Billard, please leave the room.
2: Well, he's not wrong. I had been seeing Mr. Telemachus for some time now, and we had an affair going on. But this time I was going to end the affair. I was going to tell him it was over, and I wasn't doing nothing anymore. So I came over to talk to him, and we saw Terence walking down the street from out the window. So he told me to go upstairs and await his... Uh... <laughs> And so I did. And then I got all ready for him. And then I remembered what I was doing there and I got all dressed up again and waited some more. I heard some shouting downstairs. And so I kept very still and I waited. And when I couldn't wait any more, I left the room and walked downstairs to look for him. And then I saw his body. <laughs> oh, how gruesome. So I screamed and ran out of the doors.
0: Likely story. You could have easily walked out that door, killed him, and thrown his body over the balcony. Then screamed and ran out those doors. All because you knew he wasn't going to let you go.
2: I tried a couple times to get away from him, sure, but I wasn't so desperate to leave him that I'd kill him. I was just seeing what it was doing to my marriage. And I had to choose. And... (laughs) The clockmaker knows his insides and outsides really well, how things piece together. But he doesn't know nothing about love.
1: Gross! That's my dad you're talking about! Can't help it, sugar.
2: <laughs> He's so good at what he does. He was? Until you killed him! I didn't kill anybody! You hated him, you killed him! You killed him right after Terence left, and then you went and hid in your room to act like you were innocent. That's a lie.
0: Ladies, there's one more story I want to hear. Officer, have Terence Billard come back in. I didn't do it. I didn't say you did. Everyone in this room hates the clockmaker. Everyone has a reason to kill him. Yeah, even you? Perhaps. And why aren't you on trial? Because I wasn't seen that night. Now, Mr. Billard, please tell me what happened last Saturday evening. Well, I heard my harlot of a wife was going down to the clockmaker's. And after coming home from a late night to find my bed empty, I knew it to be true. So I did what any sane man would do. I marched on down here and asked Telemachus why he's banging my wife. And? And he claimed he wasn't. He also told me to stop making a scene because there was customers in the store, and he didn't want them to run off scared. And did they? (laughs) No. I didn't see no customers. But I heard someone else. Sounds like he went to the bathroom in the back. So what did Mr. Telemachus say after you asked him kindly his business with your wife? I was going to prove it. So... I left the store and went around back to climb up in his window and see her there. But it took me a while to find a way up. And by the time I found a way up, I I I heard a scream. Interesting. Here is what I have deduced in this case. Miss Bree Telemachus has a motive for killing her father, but likely did not do it. She is not strong enough nor big enough to lift his heavy frame over the edge of the balcony. Though she may have lobbed off his hands... She would have had no reason to cooperate with either Billard's, as Mrs. Billard is not a mother figure, and Mr. Billard is aggressive towards her father and likely her family. From the beginning of the evening, Miss Telemachus took to her room for her own reasons. Then, Mrs. Billard enters to discuss her relations with Mr. Telemachus, the clockmaker. When both Mrs. Billard and the clockmaker saw Mr. Billard coming, the clockmaker urged Mrs. Billard to await him in his bedroom. It is at this time Mr. Billard enters the scene to debate with the clockmaker. Mr. Billard gets annoyed, knowing his wife is upstairs but Mr. Telemachus will not let him see her. So, Mr. Billard uses a blunt object to stun the clockmaker, likely that shattered clock over there, and ties the noose from the second-story balcony. He also gags the clockmaker so no one can hear him. Mr. Billard then removes the clockmaker's hands, which he uses in his everyday trade, likely in some sick way. Prove that he's better than him, and drops the body from a second story balcony. He promptly rushes out of the building to his wife, screaming and chasing after him. She must have seen him, and therefore that is why she chased after him instead of calling the cops immediately, which leaves Miss Telemachus to call the cops. Mrs. Billard said it herself that she loved Mr. Billard more than Mr. Telemachus, and that she wanted to bring him back. Perhaps hiding murder is a way to get him to love her again. No. Oh, what? I'm innocent. I, I didn't kill no man. Everyone claims to be innocent. I've just proven you guilty. Both of you. Yet, yeah, what about the other person in the store? He was there too. That was likely a red herring. Officers, we have our murderers. Take them away.
2: You can't do this. I'm innocent.
0: So I've heard. This is all your fault, Shannon. If you hadn't been seen him, we wouldn't be in this mess.
1: for solving my father's case, detective.
0: Oh, I had the case solved long before I entered the room.
1: You deserve a long holiday after this.
0: And I shall take one. Miss Telemachus, what will you do without your father?
1: I'll continue in his stead. But I won't do what he did to this neighborhood, to these people. He charged so much money for the littlest things, and he got away with it, too. I can't be like him. I won't be.
0: That's good to hear.
1: Good day, detective.
0: Good day. Bree is a good girl. I'm glad she decided not to follow in her father's footsteps. Maybe I would have had to do the same thing I did to her father. Oh? You look surprised. Allow me to explain. I knew who committed the murder upon entering the room, because it was I. I merely needed a scapegoat and used logic to deduce that the best murderers would be the Billards. Of course, I need a motive to murder a man, and that motive is as sound as a chorus. I took his life because Mr. Telemachus, the clockmaker, had destroyed my life in this neighborhood. Bree said it herself. He overcharged prices for the littlest of things. And when I came to talk to the man, he charged me an arm and a leg for the smallest of jobs. I couldn't afford to go anywhere else in town, and I could barely afford him. But it is mandatory for my job to have a working timepiece. And this specific timepiece I hold near to my heart. Well, I was short on that month's rent, and I had to pay double the next month which I couldn't. My family and I were kicked into the streets where my infant child starved to death. My wife... My wife died of a broken heart. And so I vowed my revenge on the man who robbed me of my heart. I came to his place of work, browsing the timepieces ready to strike when I heard Mr. Billard come in. So I rushed to the bathroom so he wouldn't glimpse my face. Upon his exit, I snuck out and finished the man. I removed his delicate hands which had so carefully, maliciously, robbed me. The hands that smiled with delight upon accepting more money than any labor for that they were worth. And because I knew he deserved to choke, to struggle, just like my family. I hung him from the second floor balcony. And you? Dear listener, why am I telling you this? Well, you know nothing of me. You know not my name, nor where I live, nor my occupation. The one thing you do know is that I got away with murder.